Welcome, everybody, to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Malloy. You're about to hear from our other two hosts, Aaron Lanton and Keith Denny. This week, we ask each other a very simple question, which leads to some more complicated questions. Would you go see a movie right now in a movie theater? Where you live, knowing what you know. Aaron is in Tennessee. Keith is in Texas. I am, for the time being, in Massachusetts. Those three states have very different situations around COVID-19 and what you are and are not allowed to do. And the rules are changing really fast, so fast. We recorded this last night, June 23rd, and by this morning, the governor of Texas, Keith State, had advised people there to pretty much stay inside for the time being. So sorry to everyone in Texas, especially Keith, but at least he'll have more time to make episodes of the Low-Key Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Give us a review if you can. Maybe recommend us to a friend. Whatever you like. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Oh, and one programming note. We said last week that this week we were going to talk about Do the Right Thing. We're going to do that next week. Keith, you're in Texas, which is largely reopened. Aaron, you're in Tennessee, which is largely reopened. I'm currently in Massachusetts, which hasn't really reopened in terms of theaters. Uh, what is the state of your theaters? Can you go to a theater right now, and would you go to a theater right now? I want to say they opened maybe about 20 of them up. Um, of course, with precautions, and you have to order your ticket in advance, and they have seats spread apart from one another, and they talk about, you know, keeping up the cleanliness of the theaters, but I personally wouldn't feel comfortable going to the movie theaters right now. But we also have uh, two, I think, it's about two drive-ins that's open right now with with their own set of restrictions and everything also. I don't know. I, I think, and then another thing that's weird is that they're playing like old, old movies. So yeah, they're doing that out this way too. Yep. Right, right. Do do you guys get get that? Like, what's the what's the niche behind that? Well, yeah. well, one, um, there are not new movies being released because the studios want to. They're, they're trying to predict when consumer behavior will adjust in such a way where they can, you know, potentially get them, you know, most people to come and view the film. So. I've seen so far in different places is they're doing things like drive-in theaters will show movies from decades back and people will be able to, to look at stuff that way. I know they've done that in Memphis. Um, say, for example, I'm in the state of Tennessee. Um, in Knoxville, I know they have been a little quicker to open things. This this state's weird because like there are three different regions, really like West, Middle, and East Tennessee. They all handle things a little bit differently. The state overall is pretty conservative. We're getting to the point where like a lot of people will just feel like Masks aren't really necessary, even as we are seeing an uptick in cases. Um, we're not really the point where theaters are just open yet. We haven't hit up, I guess, what's considered like the phase three. Um, and we might even go backwards. At least the mayor of Memphis, for example, last week mentioned that it's possible that even they go back to a phase one just because of how many cases they're seeing um, in the city. So. Um, and where I am in the Nashville area, uh, typically, like even two weeks ago, I saw a lot more people with masks on. And now I'm seeing like, you know, depending on the storming, like Costco, of course, requires masks. If they don't require masks, though, it's like one out of every five people or so have a mask. So right. it, it's kind of crazy so far. Wow. Massachusetts. 
everybody in stores is wearing masks. I mean, I only go to one store, which is the Dunkin' Donuts on the corner. Um, my my story right now is we live in L.A., but my wife just had a baby, so to be close to her family, we came out to Massachusetts and quarantined with them like three or four months ago. Um, Dunkin' Donuts is like literally the only place we go to because it's a block away. And uh, that's kind of my my bellwether for how the state of Massachusetts is doing. But people are really good about masks in the store. They're not good at social distancing. They are good at masks. Um, Massachusetts has a couple drive-ins that just opened, which is great. Uh, still no movie theaters at all. And I don't know. I think I would go to a theater if it was a really socially distanced, super clean, um, mask-wearing theater. So actually, let's well, let's kind of. I mean, uh, yeah, they're playing good movies, but they out here playing Shark's Tale and shit. Nobody want to watch that. <laughs> well, 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 look, well, look. Here's the thing. So Keith, there was a video you shared with us, um, and maybe we should put in the show notes as well, where um, I believe it was AMC was kind of breaking down with Inside Edition their plan. So they had these different right. things that they were doing to um, social distance, like you know how you get concessions and. Um, also not going beyond 50% capacity and you must wear a mask in the theater employees and, uh, patrons both. Um, although it's worth mentioning initially, I I don't know if it was a CEO, whoever it was, some executive for AMC said, well, I don't want to be caught in the middle of a political firestorm. I don't want to make a decision on whether people have to wear a mask or not. And as soon as you say, I don't want to be in the middle of something political, you're going to be in the middle of it. But in general, this whole thing is a public safety issue. So, it is political, unfortunately, because our politicians have made it political. This is a public health issue, so it should not be political. That's this whole other thing, but that's just the state of how this country is handling it at this moment. But you have yeah. to be willing to, you know, because here's, here's at the end of the day, if you don't have people wear masks and people get sick at your theaters, now it's going to be the AMC virus is what people <laughs> are going to be called. You know, so they reverse themselves faster than anybody's ever reversed anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because it's like it's a no shit thing to do. Like you can't let people get sick at your theaters. That's insane. You know, as much. I mean, it could happen anyway, but you don't want it to be because you simply didn't have in some obvious measures. You know. All right. So Keith Tenet is playing. Would you go? What is playing? Tenet. The upcoming Christopher Nolan film. Man, probably nah. But that's and and I would really want to see it. But that's that's mostly because I know the attitudes of the majority of people out here. Like they literally give zero fucks. And I and I don't know how it is every place else, but like I barely see people wear masks. You know, just the other day I for, I didn't even think of wearing my mask when I went to the liquor store. And it started. No, but you, you know, know, you know, you know why you probably didn't, because this happened to me too. I remember there was a couple of times I, I was about to walk in. It was because no one else had one on, and I was like, right. "Oh shit!" I, and I, I just turned same. around. I was like, "Nah, let me go put mine on." But yeah, everything seemed actually pretty normal for the most part. Like there are certain places. I think the weirdest thing I experienced was going into Barnes and Noble, and there was nowhere to sit. Not that I was trying to sit down in there. Oh. But I'm I was used to always going to Barnes and Noble, probably picking up a book and and reading it for free, and just sitting up in there. So you know to go in there and not see anything that was kind of different. And of course they have like these you know things like X's on the floor to tell you like where to stand for social distancing and things like that. But for the most part, it seems like most things are pretty much the same. You know? 
people still going to bars. Well, I do want to share a horror story from yesterday because my iPhone had a crack in it in the glass. And so, you know, around here in the area, the only place you can go for that. I mean, well, I got Apple Care, so I was like, all right, well, I'll, um, you know, I've never had to use it. I've had it on my phones, but I've never had to use it. And um, so I'll, I'll just go make that happen. Well, it's in the mall, though. And my dumb ass parked by the food court not really thinking it through <laughs> but i walked in and then it was just like a horror film no one had a mask on i was like what the fuck like no one what is this and so and again i haven't been at apple store in there i had to like go to the directory and look and then i was like oh, i crashed the look so far i got here so i had to walk through like a lot of the mall and it wasn't actually until I got to the Apple store, which happened to be right next to the Pottery Barn, which also had this rule, with, which was that you can't go into the store without a mask. But I mean, like 90-something percent of people did not have a mask on. It was kind of insane. Um, I couldn't believe it. I, 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 I mean, and they were looking at me crazy. So you have, like, these liberal enclaves inside of the conservative mall where you have to wear masks? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and of course... Of course, no one in the gym wears a mask, and I I definitely don't put on a mask in the gym. But we pretty much, for the most part, most people keep their distance for the most part. But every once in a while, it's that one person that want to share a mirror with you, uh, and I feel like you know, like you. But you can share a mirror from like far away. You can, but it was like I had this. I don't know. It might all be in my head, but sometimes when I'm working out, like it's always that one woman that I saw, and I was like damn, she fine. I hope she don't come around here, come near me, and she actually stands like right next to me. And so that happened the other day. I'm in the mirror. I'm doing my my, my arm curls and stuff. I'm just looking at myself. And then here she come. I already saw when she walked in with a boyfriend and she, she just come and she started doing curls too. And I'm like, why are you over here? Like you could have went over there somewhere with that shit, you know? Uh, it, it might, it might all, all be in my head, but um, I well, did I mean, that that's the first thing. But but, but it's COVID time, like like, come on, be be mindful. But COVID time aside, I would still be like, why are you over here? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, no, no, of course. But I just, I just mean that kind of makes it more egregious in some ways. Right, right. Um, I mean, she was still like a, a maybe a good five feet away from me, you know. But yeah. if she if she spit, it would have hit me. But in a gym, I'm, I'm just more paranoid. I, mean, I, ain't even, I ain't been near gym since all this started. Um, yeah, but you I know, used to, I, I used to go four or five days a week, and I haven't been in three and a half months. You got a brag? Point, I got, <laughs> I got, <laughs> got armbands now, which took like a month to show up on Amazon. But those like right. things where you can put them under your foot and pull them up, and that's all I'm doing at this point. I did it today. It feels great. I don't know okay, so it, it does give some resistance. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't lift weights the way you could at a gym, but I I don't know. On balance, I don't hate it. Yeah, I had some. I broke them, though. Mm. I, I, I'm paranoid about that all the time. I feel like it's going to snap and hit me in the face any minute. Right. I kind of had some cheap ones from Five Below, so uh, it kind of it snapped on me a little bit, but I had it for a couple years. So. Okay, but I, I don't, a couple I don't, years Yeah. I don't know. I think I think to me, I guess for me, the gym is I don't know. It's weird because I would go to the gym, but not the movie theater. And and I think part part of it is because I know I'm actually wiping down the stuff before I use it. 
Yeah. I don't, I feel like with if I had to trust on other people to wipe things down and keep things clean, even though they say they're doing it, I would still feel like it's that one person that's like getting tired of always having to clean up the same shit over and over again and they kind of like just let it let it go and that be the the COVID-19 um, <laughs> chair that you sitting in, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, but okay, but 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 keep in mind, just like anywhere, it depends on which um, which theater you go to. I mean, look, you know where you live, you know which place is gonna be a little more thorough than others. You know, it's one of them. Things. Oh, well, I mean, they're not gonna be thorough. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Instead, especially, do y'all have a studio movie grill where y'all at? No. No. Yeah, man, studio movie grill is awesome, but. A lot of their theaters are nasty. They 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 been nasty. Like you walk in their bathrooms, that shit nasty. Um, but what's kind of weird though, I you do like they serve food there pretty much. You know, it's so, like when you dine and eat. Yeah, the, the AMC around here, you know, they outfitted their stuff to to do that. And actually, that it's really cool, and the food's fine enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, Studio Food um, Grill got fine food. It's just the place nasty. This actually just made me think, though, like, you know, what do you guys, and this isn't even just about movie theaters, but what do you guys think about going to public bathrooms right now? I have not been to a public bathroom. I don't, I try to, this ain't even got nothing to do with COVID. I try to go as little as possible anyway. Um, But right now, yeah. I'm I'm not out long enough to have to go to the restroom. There's that, too. Yeah, so it's like, Huh. I was going to say number one would be no problem. Number two, I would plan my day to not be in that situation. <laughs> I remember I remember before COVID hit, the, well, this was probably like a month or so or two before it had happened. I went to Memphis and I went, um, me and my girlfriend went and we were driving back to Dallas. And you know that drive is like, what, seven hours? I said, Something like it. Yeah, six, six and a half, seven hours. So I stopped at Denny's. We stopped at Denny's, you know, get something to eat. I don't know what got into me, but I got a cheeseburger. And when I tell you that <laughs> cheeseburger messed my stomach up, like I don't even eat beef. Yeah. I don't eat beef like that to just go get a random cheeseburger. And it's the worst feeling ever to be to have to yeah. take a dump when you on a road trip. Oh, that's the, yeah. Ooh. Man. Because at one point, and then I had a cheeseburger with jalapenos on it. The and fuck we, were you doing? You made what, a, a litany of mistakes. Like, what, what is going on? And what's crazy, I went to the restroom at Denny's. We leave. We get down the road, and I say 30 minutes later, I had to go again. But then, you know, at this point, we're we're on the road. road. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You, that's when you, like, there's no bathroom in sight. And I swear, I told her, I said, I think this is, like, the sixth circle of hell. Man. Like this, <laughs> this is, of your, this of is your own creation. Go. Right. This is where gluttons go. <laughs> like, but look, to make it so funny, your ass had a trip that was so good. Like, you, you were like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm, to I'm be adventurous today. I'm going right. to a burger from there. Yo, crazy ass. I don't know what the hell you would think. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. There's something about you kind of don't even think about the fact that, like, generally when you're walking around, like, you know, you're just walking into pockets of, like, different sorts of air. But when you open a public bathroom, you become keenly aware of it immediately. 
because like you can just feel the atmosphere you're walking into like there's like a, a must like a a misty must that's invisible that you walk into mm-hmm. and then you know it's just that that sometimes faint smell of peace sometimes it's strong but ain't nothing worse than like coming in after somebody that blew it up already mm-hmm. <laughs> like damn, damn. Hey, do y'all, you know it was one of the first places to open up in dallas though what was that the strip clubs of course. So how how is that working? Hey, can I tell y'all That's... this real funny story? I, if if I can find it again, I'm I'm gonna uh, mention this. There's this place in Wisconsin called Chubby Chucks or some weird shit like that. And an outbreak of COVID happened there, and they wanted to do contract tracing, but it's like, who the hell's gonna fess up to that? It's a strip club. It's a strip club called Chubby Chucks or something like that. Right. First, that's a that's the second worst name for a strip club I've ever heard. What's the, the worst one is in L.A., Jumbo's Clown Room, um, what? Um, an insane name for a strip club. But it's like a world-famous like L.A. landmark. Is it a clown strip club? No. It's just is that dress up like clowns? Nope. Just called Jumbo's Clown Room. Yeah. Wait a minute. You've never investigated why, like, the origin of the name? Like, no one's kidding. I'll, I'll go do this story. What type of journalist? <laughs> <laughs> like, if, you just need, if you just need somebody on assignment, I'll take some days yeah. off and go figure out what's going on once all this COVID shit boils over. It used to be, like, like 15 years ago, I would go there with my female roommate. We, I'm not saying we went there, like, all the time, but we'd go there, like, this is, like, a funny <clears throat> bar because it was, mm-hmm. it was, like, really cheap drinks. And there was, as I remember it, no cover charge. And it was like a non-nude strip club. It was like a, like pasties or something. So like men and women would both hang out there. And it was just like a funny, weird place. And the best way I can explain it is there was a dancer once who was dancing to Bright Eyes, Lover, I Don't Have to Love. Which is like the most <laughs> depressing song. <laughs> yeah, like you, you might as well be it. dancing to, to some Dolly Parton shit. Yeah, the whole thing was like. It's like the whole place is ironic or like making fun of a strip club, which I guess is what Jumbo's Clown Room is about. I guess um, I need I, to go there with my wife. That sounds like a good time. I think Courtney Love danced there at one point, too. I think that's like part of the legend. I don't know if that's actually true or if that's just something people said like pre-internet. Like like it, like it's a, like a, a comedy club. There are comedians just randomly show up. They just randomly see different people in Hollywood taking the shot and you well, see... Brad Pitt one night. I think she worked. I think supposedly the story was, and I'm not vouching for it, was that she worked there. But I always thought like everybody there was like a grad student who was undercover, who was like, yeah, I'm doing my thesis on what it's like to work in a strip club. But like nobody was there. (laughs) Nobody was there sincerely. Everybody was there as a joke. Right. That makes sense. That that actually (laughs) seemed fun. I keep waiting. That sounds like like a a TV series to me. Right. Like the Reno 911 of strip clubs. That would be I, freaking hilarious. Yeah. So if you're not shoot this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a good time. What you say? It's, it's it's what's it called again? Jumbo's clown room. Jumbo. Jumbo's. I almost said Jimbo. Um. So back to movie theaters real quick. Um. <laughs> why? One thing I. Actually, well, <laughs> well, why? Because there's about to be some clown shit going on. That's why actually. <laughs> Because one thing that was really funny, um, and, and it just never hit me. I've thought about the economics of, of movies before, but I didn't really understand why. And I, I want to say it was AMC that did this, but w- which uh, 
movie company, movie theater company, was it, that said after Universal put Trolls digital first that they were no longer going to show Universal's films? That was AMC, yeah. Okay. So yeah. something somebody brought this up. Um, I think the first time, look, look, now I'm remembering where I heard it first, and I looked it up and realized it was somewhat, somewhat true. So I was watching Vlad TV um, the other day, and Michael Jai White was on there. Um, was it Jay? Michael J. White. I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, Michael Jai. Like, man, that's, that's too much. Some, pe- some people call him Jai. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's some Japanese vials coming out. Anyway, so um, he was uh, having a conversation with Vlad, and at one point, he mentioned how the studio splits, like when a movie goes to the theater, it's like a 50 50 split. Obviously, like we're talking about like really simple, a huge simplification of how this works, right? But essentially, the uh, revenue from ticket sales, you know, a 50 50 split. And that when it went digital first, um, Universal went digital first, it was an 80 20 split. So 20% going to the digital distributor and then the 80 going to the studio. So it's like Trolls made $100 million with their original movie and the sequel. However, the split meant that they made $30 million more going digital first than they did by doing, you know, with the theater doing a 50-50 split. So that's why AMC was so adamant about you should not be doing this. This actually really disrupts the business model, so on and so forth, could change consumer behaviors and leads to all this other stuff. But for the studios, it looks like a good deal. Now, on the other end of that, though, you know, you're getting less people to pay individually for a ticket, but maybe you're actually making more money because the split is more even for you guys. We might see a huge change in how studios do things going forward, but it's just kind of unclear because we don't know what consumer behavior will be. Um, Because if you can't get Keith in the movie theater for 10, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. Right. I don't know. That that is interesting though. Um and it's it's kinda now what are you gonna say, Tim? I'm sorry. I'm still thinking. I'm just thinking about like when iPhones came out and people explained how watching a movie on your phone was actually kind of like watching a movie in the theater because the the phone is closer to your face and you're having kind of a similar screen experience. I don't think that was really true. Um, because obviously the screen is so much bigger than you, and that's part of the experience. But watching movies at home in bed on a pretty decent-sized big-screen TV, I'm, I'm old, so I still call it a big-screen TV instead of a TV, um, is kind of, kind of like being in a theater. I mean, it isn't that much worse than the theater experience. And no one's I've, kicking me in the back of the head. If anyone's kicking me in the back of my head, first of all, I've gotten in so many like arguments in movie theaters over things like that, and I can only imagine it getting worse if I also have to deal with masks or coughing or whatever. Yeah, but that's true. I'm a, I'm I, a f- fighting public person. It's, it's come up. <laughs> I feel you on that. But I think another thing, too, is like you go to the movie theaters for the experience, and so with everything that's going on, this very much disrupts the experience. And because otherwise you could just watch the movie at home at the end of the day. You know, I yeah. will say though, there is something really special about seeing certain things in a the theater. Like, I mean, I've had like watching get out uh, oh, yeah. with a, with a bunch of white people. Hilarious. 
Super hilarious. Never. I mean, I can't gather hundreds of white people in a room and then get to like <laughs> look at their faces as this shit go down. Although Django was probably the movie I saw in theaters that was the most hilarious to watch with white people. Um, Avengers, that the latest one. Oh, I mean, like y- certain moments coming up and just that vibe and that energy in there. I mean, like you can't replicate that. I mean, you just can't. And um, even when look, I mean, much smaller experience. But when I went to go see. Y'all ain't gonna know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, oh my god, now I can't think of the name of it. But there was this One Piece movie. That just, yep, of course. <laughs> There's a One Piece movie that came out. Oh, so good. Oh man, and like we're all like, yeah, like getting excited about all this this geeky ass shit. Um, yeah, you can do that with some friends to the side, but you know, um, it's just gonna um, be different, man. It's not gonna be the same. That's a great example. That meme that went around a while ago of everybody watching all the Avengers come back to life in Avengers in mm-hmm. Endgame, that was such an incredible moment. And just like looking around the theater and it's like, now this group of people is going to cheer. Now this group of people is going to cheer. Now this group of people is going to cheer. It Man, watching crazy. people cry when everybody came out the portals, that was crazy. I mean, it was, I, it was an emotional experience. That's the scene I'm talking uh-huh. about where it, there was like a demographic thing going on where it was like, this one's for the ladies. And you just like see different, <laughs> yeah. different things. It was cool. It was just, it was so cool. It's kind of how I feel. I was going to mention uh, when when, uh, the the one when when it, I mean, there were plenty of ones prior to that where people were going like out of their mind. But when Mjolnir went to Captain America, everybody, it was like flip the table. Everybody's like, oh, shit. Like, it's like, and normally, like, you know, parents would be like, hey, don't cuss around my kids. But like, yeah, all right, I I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I'm there too. I'm hyped. I remember um, the first time. I think the first time it hit in my brain, I said, one day I want to make movies, was when I first saw Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And I remember thinking to myself, I ain't never seen no shit like this in my life. I feel like, I felt at that moment that you don't get any better than this. And I remember, like, like all the emotions in the movie theater and stuff. And then I remember when it it ended, like, where you had... um, What's the name? Was the Frodo Frodo Baggins and Sam, and they're and they're going to um, what was it Mount Doom or whatever the shit was. But anyway, it ends on that shot of them showing up at Mount Doom, and this whole time for like I say for about forty five minutes, everybody was completely silent in the movie theater, and then they end with that, and I just heard somebody behind me say, "What the fuck." <laughs> 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 I just yeah. remember thinking, like, this movie really got everybody in the movie theater, like, so engrossed into this story, into this to this world. And, like, I think, now that I think about it, you don't really see too many, like, high fantasy films that's made like that. You know, now when we see fantasy films, they're usually something that derives from superhero stuff, right, for the most part. Yeah. And so, I really, that really stood out to me. But then... You know, of course, I bought all the movies. I watched them on DVD. And I will say that it's not the same effect. Like, and and it's also kind of hard because I remember I was dating someone and I tried to get her into watching Lord of the Rings. I wanted her to have the same experience that I had when I watched Fellowship. But um, I was thinking that I was like, well, I think the movie really added to that whole entire experience, you know. And there's also something about that the the group and the crowd and everybody emotionally experiencing something together. It's kind of like going to church too, 
Like, like you you could be a person that don't really really feel church or what um, gospel music, but you get around a lot of people and they doing all that, and you get caught into the spirit. And before you know it, you you catching the Holy Ghost and everything. Yeah, it is yeah. The between going to church and saying your prayers, it seriously is. Like, right. Part of it is giving over to something bigger than you. I, I just I don't think the theater experience will will go away. I don't know that it will completely return to normal. I mean, we were seeing talk of a potential vaccine by the end of the year. I honestly think that that is almost irresponsible to say out loud just because of how vaccines generally work and um, the clinical trials you have to go through to make these things safe and all that. I mean, I, I think we really need to set people up for realistic expectations here um, that this may go on for a couple of years. Seriously. Um, you know, I mean, like, I think the one of the quickest vaccines we've ever seen is like three years. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I understand why people want to rush it, all that, but you know, we really should give the public. You know, I, I think it's probably really incumbent on, you know, everyone is there reopening their businesses, particularly ones that are like really large, like even like traditional sports, right? They need to go out of their way to be more cognizant and messaging what's going on with fans even as we see for example the nba talk about playing their games in a bubble and continuing to playoffs they've like added way more teams than they need and you know they decide to do it in in orlando where cases are spiking and unfortunately we haven't seen that state take this uh covid situation as seriously as they could we really need people to in leadership positions to to you know really just be more responsible i mean obviously money is important um but you know, at the end of the day, the more we bullshit our way through this, um, we're just going to get people, more people sick and then also further hurt the economy, which is, you know, what everybody keeps saying, oh, it's super important. And of course it is. But we're just delaying things and, and you know, putting on further costs on ourselves by not, you know, being well, responsible is, to one another. You know, it is turning out to be market driven. It is turning out to be like what what amount of death in the market bear and have these businesses right. stay open, which is horrific. I mean, if we did it responsibly and just said we're all going to really lock down for a month, this thing would be over. But we're not willing well, to make that kind of sacrifice. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I will say at the very least, I we don't know that it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's unpredictable. I, I don't know exactly what would happen. I, I don't want to, you know, make it sound like that. I, but I I do feel confident in saying that if we're following some of the measures that are being suggested by health officials, we would be open sooner. We'd be able to do things in a more safe way and be more confident that the measures we're taking will keep us safe and we can still go out and do things. We don't have to rush our way through this, right? So, Is it? Is it just me or does it seem like it's more of the southern states that's opening up in full capacity? I mean, I, I don't think anybody's over at f- full capacity. Well, when I mean that. full capacity, like 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 what Tim's saying, like what you're saying in Massachusetts, y'all completely shut down for the most part, right? It, it's um, not great. Like, I mean, I've, I've had my arguments at particularly at Walmart and Ocean State Job Lot, which is like the Massachusetts Walmart. Um like anywhere where like a lot of people go, I've definitely gotten in my public fights with people. <laughs> but uh, right. but yeah, I think it's better than I think it's better than I've seen 
you know, in Florida. I, I hate to like. Well, keep but but Florida, but we should but... say we should say though, even states like Illinois are, are going to their phase three as of Friday of this week. So by okay. the time this this pod hits, the following day, Illinois will be opening up their state to, um, you know, kind of the thing right before phase four. Phase four being like acting like everything is normal again. I mean, there are other states doing all sorts of things for all sorts of reasons, most of them driven by the economic impact, which is incredibly important. There's so many reasons that we want to open things back up, but we need to do them responsibly and we need to, you know, really do what we can to, you know, make sure that we're not going to slide back and have to do what we did to start this whole thing where like no one can do almost anything, you know? Aaron, would you go see Tenet? In a theater? Yeah. So <laughs> the measures I've seen... Well, okay, so I, I just kind of want to want to talk it out because I, I haven't really thought this through, right? So they've said everybody coming in has to wear a mask. Um, they've set up things where you can get concessions without having to have direct contact. And once you get into the theater, it's only going to be 50% maximum capacity. Every person will have a seat in between them. And you can take off the mask once you get into the theater. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I would go and leave the maybe? mask on. Yes, yeah, I'm saying like I might if I went, I wouldn't I just wouldn't be getting concessions and stuff, you know? Yeah, there's uh, almost no way I would get concessions. Sorry. So no, I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't eat in there. Um, I mean, I might. I don't know it, it, if if things see the problem is right now you're asking me in a moment when like almost every state's numbers are going up and, and Tennessee's are going up at this moment. Yeah. So. At this yeah. moment, no. Uh, but if by the time those films are dropping, then perhaps. I, I think. I think for me, I think you just have to just be cautious for yourself and everything, and try to take care of yourself, and especially now because I think one of the biggest things that that was making me anxious was feeling like I didn't know, like should I go out? Like everything's open now, is everything's fine? Can I can I start moving forward with doing A, B, C, or D? And um, like like for example, I've been to a cafe recently. Okay. And but I wouldn't. I I feel more comfortable eating outside than I feel eating inside. And yeah. And even the outside, you know, we're pretty much spaced out or whatever. Yeah. So, I think it's all in like what you know precautions you take personally and things like that. Because there's also there has to be a balance. I think of like taking care of yourself to make sure that you don't get the virus or that you don't pass it on to everybody else, but also taking care of your mental state, right? Um, especially for people out there like myself, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that live alone, that like sometimes, you, I, I never really realized how much, how important human interaction was until this, all of this had happened. Mm-hmm. And it makes you appreciate it a lot more. Um, so I, I think, think so. I think it's about finding a balance in that. Like I'm not gonna go to no concerts. I'm not going to a, a club or to a bar, no shit like that. But you know, going somewhere where it might just be, you know, a few people, just a small amount, especially if it's outside, I feel a little bit safer with that. So, you know. 
Because either that or you low-key lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. So it got to be some type of balance somewhere. Though. I mean, I do think back in March when people were like, you're going to be shut down for two <clears> weeks, <throat> everybody went, that's impossible. And to our credit, we did go a lot longer than that. Um, right. So people did do a better job than I thought we would, to be honest. They did. They did. Yeah. And I, I understand people freaking out at this point and saying, I'm not going to go outside. I'm not going to. Or, or I can't stay inside any longer. I kind of understand both points of view. I understand people who don't want to be trapped in or people who don't want to go out. I just think, like, I don't know. Personally, I'm kind of hedging it with I'm going out somewhat. I'm wearing a mask. I'm bringing hand sanitizer with me. And I'm being super paranoid and staying away from people and making, like, zero small talk with strangers. Yeah, I have had people, it's Tennessee, so like people, you know, in the South, people will try to do this small talk stuff. I, it's weird, because I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it, I, I cut it off a lot quicker than I normally do. Dude, when I, the way I got here, my wife was already in Massachusetts, and I was in California for work, and then when I realized that California was basically going to be shut down, I was like, I have got to get back to Massachusetts, to, I won't be there when the baby's born. So, like, mm-hmm. at the beginning of things, before there was an official shutdown, before masks were imposed, like that, I flew across the country on a plane. And the dude next to me was trying to, like, he was one of those, I got to talk to everybody, people. And I, I just, like, looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? Now? Like, do you, do you not read the news? Have you not seen anything? Like, it's terrible enough that we're sitting next to each other. I'm wearing a mask. Why would I ever want to talk to you? I just like nodded and looked away. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he talked to the flight attendant for like two hours. Like, who are these? I sound like a bad SNL sketch from like the 90s, but like, who are these people? Yeah, I mean, that, that uh, me pretty much. Because me on the plane, I'm talking <laughs> to every motherfucking body. But mostly because I'm anxious. I told you about the last time I was on the plane, this guy, like, I told him, I told him when he sat down, I said, hey. I ain't been on the plane since I was 12. I'm a little nervous, you know, just to let you know, you know. And, and he was like, oh, okay, cool. This motherfucker fell asleep on me. I'm like, nah, you're not going to fall asleep. I'm, I, I expected to talk to him this whole time. The flight was only 45 minutes, but still. Man, you, oh, you went from Dallas to Memphis? No, I went to Dallas to Mississippi. 45 oh, yeah, minutes, sure. all bets are off. But if you got like a cross country flight, it's like I don't have enough conversation for this. Man, I would talk. I, would, I was ready to talk. You the side of your, face your headphones with you. And and then, put on then, the 3ds or something. And then the thing was, I was sitting by the window too. Why your, what, so, your ass was looking outside too, wasn't it? Yes. And so what? I, I had brought like a, <laughs> I had a Batman comic book with me because I had um, what was that? Um, Gotham by Gaslight. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to read this. This weird ass Batman story, but then I'm like, oh, what is that? And so I look over, he sleep. So I start messing with the window, kind of letting light in, and then he eventually his eyes flooded, and then I just started talking to him about his kids and shit and his job. Hey, you asshole! I would have fought you. You're my flight flight nemesis. Right. Because when I saw that he was woke, I was kind of acting shocked that he was woke, and I knew that I intentionally tried to wake him up. Man, it's oh, people man. on this podcast now giving us giving us two and one stars off your ass. 
Like, fuck this dude. He wakes people up while he's sleeping on the plane. Did you recline your seat all the way also, just to make sure you covered all the bases? No, I didn't even know I could do it. <laughs> I, w- I was, like, sitting up straight the whole time. Like, you, you just don't know. I cannot. Planes are just something, man. It's like, shit. Terrible person here. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, look, I was going to say, look, we probably should wrap it up. Um, oh, my goodness. What a way to end, though. Um, so two out of three of us are not going to go see Tenet in a theater. So our Tenet episode is going to be really bad. It's just going to be me describing Tenet. Right. That's fine. I mean, look. <laughs> I'm just going I'm gonna go early as hell when I think ain't nobody going and I'm just gonna keep my mask. I'm gonna sit all the way in the back. I'm gonna have my mask on the whole time and I'm gonna ooh ah and I'm gonna run the fuck out. Yeah, like you know right. how like normally normally when I'm in the theater, like I'll like walk back out the way I came. I'm gonna just go out that exit that they got like right there. That I'd never that's take it that's inside the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, another reason why I wanna go to the movie theater, because I know I'm gonna use the restroom. I just know it. It's, it never fails. I'm I steal always myself. use it like somewhere like in the climax somewhere or right after the climax. I just like I have to pee. He's like, I don't need to see these characters. Like, it's not it's not that. It's <laughs> like just, say, say what they what they feel once the battle's done. Right. You can see yeah. Michael B. Jordan down. Oh, you know, I almost gave spoilers for Black Panther. Actually, right. I just did. Whoops. Okay. Look, whatever. All right. Let me go ahead and go now. This is the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is good. He's just going to cry in front of the sun. I'm going to plan now because it's going to be no liquids for like four hours before. I'm going to try to sit in like the front row so there's no one in front of me. I'm definitely going to go out the side of entry, exit like you said. No food. Mask on. And I'm going to enjoy tenant. Yeah, don't, don't, don't pull a future. Don't have mask off. Keep mask on. <laughs> oh, somebody needs to. Where's Weird, Weird Al Yankovic with a mask on song? <laughs> I feel like we just made him some money. Maybe maybe we should tweet him, tweet him, and uh, say, "Look, man, just just throw us a bone here. Just just say I heard this from the low key pod, and you know you can do what you want." Weird I know he was still alive. Yeah, I, Stevie Wonder still alive, so of course. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I be forgetting, man. That man, that man, her line though, man. I ain't, look, man, I'm not gonna be checking Steve. Look, man, all right, look, if you like the podcast and get us in trouble with, with, with the audience, uh, if you like the, 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 the podcast, we had a please, five uh, until the Stevie Wonder stuff and then it went to a zero. <laughs> I don't know, I think we were at three because I think we were three because of waking up people during the, the, the uh, naps on the plane. Um, <laughs> please like and share, don't sit uh, next to me, power folks. Yeah, don't sit, sit next to Keith on the plane. Um, what else we got? Uh, check us out on social, the low key pod. Um, I'm gonna go eat some steak and rice. Y'all got anything else y'all want to close on? That's it. Enjoy your steak. <laughs>